Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome back. Final half hour of the program today. The show moved by pretty quickly, huh? Maybe it's this quirky mood I'm in. Kind of scatterbrained, bouncing all over the place. I, uh, When I woke up this morning, I did not predict that my day would include uh, sharing a story about uh, applying mascara to my own mustache uh, over the air. Now, that was a surprise. Caught me off guard. <laughs> but rolling with the punches. Uh, that's what life's about. Uh, listen, in just a moment, we are going to get into a conversation uh, about some of the financial troubles facing the Boy Scouts of America right now. Uh, filed for bankruptcy here recently. They are also uh, on the hook for some uh, $300 million as part of a, a, a deal uh, to you know, emerge from a lawsuit over sexual abuse uh, involving some 85,000 former scouts, a uh, class action uh, case uh, against the organization, uh, which has, you know, aside from that, even fallen on some tough times. All right, there's uh, uh, participation numbers have been dwindling in, in recent years. Uh, there have been, you know, the ending of uh, certain partnerships, you know what I'm talking about, uh, across the country. And it's left the Boy Scouts in, in a tough spot. And as I as I saw this morning, this story uh, about uh, one of the ways in which the Boy Scouts of America are going about uh, paying or attempting to pay uh, some of what is owed uh, victims in their in the lawsuit, uh, it uh, is interesting. It turns out that Norman Rockwell, uh, on behalf of the Boy Scouts, painted. Uh, some 60-plus paintings. And the Boy Scouts of America have been the owner of these paintings for, well, since they were created, 65 of them, all of them with scouting themes. Uh, there are some beautiful images uh, of you know a young scout in his oversized uniform standing at uh, ramrod attention, uh, offering a, a crisp Boy Scout salute. There's his uh, kerchief around his neck and uh, whatever you call that uh, device that holds it in place close to the throat. And there's a little puppy dog looking up at him as he proudly bears the merit badges and his rank there on his chest. It reminds me of being that similar age. I can remember the first uh, Boy Scout uniform that I got. It was uh, it was short sleeve, and I always felt funny because the other boys had uh, long sleeve shirts, and I just I felt out of place. Uh, another interesting thing about that shirt, if you remember, uh, if you if you ever had occasion to buy anything from the from the Boy Scout shop, you know that uh, those prices can be pretty steep. 
and and oftentimes young scouts were given uh, by their parents uh, oversized shirts, hoping that as they grew, that uh, uh, or rather hoping that that there would be room for that young scout to grow into that shirt and uh, avoid the need to buy a new one later on down the road. That was that was my experience. Uh, it, it was pretty big and oversized in the early years, and I I grew I grew into it and I filled it out. And uh, when I earned my Eagle Scout, uh, or that was an explainer brag, if you caught that. Uh, when I got my Eagle Scout uh, award, I was wearing that same shirt, finally able to uh, to fit me appropriately. Anyway, as I see these Norman Rockwell images, the 65 of them of scouting themes, I I go back to to my own memories. Uh, I. <laughs> Had wonderful experiences camping. I'm sure you did as well. And uh, in fact, you heard me talking about my own birthday celebration last weekend. How Saturday I spent the day skiing. One of the uh, one of the people I, I went with was uh, a guy who, when I was young, all growing up, was right there side by side with me in Troop 92 as we were in Boy Scouts. And uh, it, you know, I, I didn't know we'd be talking about scouting today, but as he and I sat. Uh, next to each other, appropriately socially distanced, COVID and whatnot, uh, as we sat next to one another on the chairlift, we traded Boy Scout stories. We talked about the excursion to uh, West Point. We went out to West Point once and met up with uh, hundreds of other scouts uh, and camped together in a sea of scouts, uh, you know, working on our merit badges and learning about that uh, beautiful part of the country and the uh, beautiful institution that is uh, West Point. Anyway, it was a touching part of life. And who knows what the future holds? Who knows what uh, will be the next chapter of, of Scouts, of the Boy Scouts of America? I, I, hope, I hope that it continues. I hope that, you know, once, once Piper is old enough, that I'll be able to enroll her in a, a troop, and that she'll be able to uh, maybe have some of the same experiences that, that I had as I was growing up. As you know, of course, now uh, Scouts is how they refer to themselves, but uh, the, the former Boy Scouts of America uh, now has opened up its ranks to uh, young ladies uh, able to, uh, to join up and be part of that organization. And I, li- I like that. I like that a lot. And, uh, and if she so chooses, if it is something that interests her, uh, I'll be there to support Piper uh, and I'll get her a, a little uniform and, uh, and we'll start working with her to collect all the merit badges and uh, move through the ranks if she so chooses. And I, I hope she does. I won't push her, uh, but I'll tell her fondly uh, of my experiences and I'll look back uh, longingly of the days of yesteryear when when we were camping and I was learning how to tie knots and cook ramen noodles on a propane tank stove. Uh Wow, <laughs> I just looked at the clock. I rambled on nostalgically about the Boy Scouts for a while there. Uh, but that's what that kind of time of life does. It sometimes sweeps you away, carries you away down uh, memory lane, if you will. And uh, and that's an okay thing. And you know what? If you want to get in on this, uh, please grab the phone. 801-575-8255. 801-575-8255 is the number. 801-KSL-TALK. Uh, call in, and if you have a, a Boy Scout memory you want to share, please call in. Now's the time to share it. Uh, and also, if you are involved in Scouts today, uh, why don't you call in and give a report? Uh, well, what's it like? How's it going? Are you uh, a leader? Are you uh, a merit badge counselor? Uh, are you a Scout yourself? How's it going? Pitch that beautiful program on the air next. 
801-575-8255 is the number. Uh, before we go, though, uh, can I change topics pretty dramatically for a moment? Uh, yeah, you, you heard earlier that uh, you heard earlier that there was a, a parody song uh, rewritten by Dolly Parton. Uh, she rewrote a portion of Jolene uh, with some vaccine inspired lyrics so uh, as you're grabbing the phone dial a number to to hop online and chat with me about boy scouts again 801-575-8255 give me your best scouting memory or share with me how things are looking uh, from your vantage point today as we go to break here's a little bit of dolly parton singing a new song called vaccine 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 i'm begging of you please don't hesitate vaccine 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 because once you're dead then that's a bit too late welcome back we are into the final segment of today's program we've been discussing uh, the boy scouts of america and specifically uh, a sale that's on the horizon the boy scouts have uh, for some time been the owners of some 65 original Norman Rockwell pieces of art, all of them uh, of, a, of a scouting theme. Uh, I'm sure you have seen some of the images, and if you haven't, I'll tell you what, as soon as you do see them, you'll recognize that Rockwell uh, flavor and style uh, in an instant. Uh, very, it, It's funny. Uh, it is at least in my estimation, and I'm not like an art critic or anything. I don't know what the right language to use about it, and I, I did very poorly in my art history class when I was a student at Brigham Young University. But whenever I look at any one of the Norman Rockwell paintings, it is uh, it is the visual representation of nostalgia. That's the way I see it. And as I have been you know, during the commercial break and before scrolling through the various works of art currently owned by uh, the Boy Scouts of America, uh, I... I see nostalgia. Uh, and we're, in just a moment, I'm going to open the phones. If you have any scouting stories you want to tell, this is kind of free-form, free, form, free uh, wheeling here for the remainder of the program. Uh, if you have any scouting stories you want to share real quick, or if you'd like to give a, a current report on uh, how your scouting experience is going, some cool trip you've taken here recently or some big plans that are on the horizon. We're also going to speak in just a moment to Alan Endicott, the scouting executive for the Crossroads of the West Council. Uh, He'll join us. Very grateful for his time. Uh, But before I get there, let me share with you something interesting. Have you ever taken one of those uh, guided tours in a museum? The ones where you are given a headset and uh, you you walk around and there's a a voice beaming straight into your head describing uh, what you are seeing or maybe a a tour guided by someone up ahead with a microphone. Well, here's a a quick look, uh, quote unquote look, at the American Chronicles, The Art of Norman Rockwell. That uh, is the the series of these 65 uh, paintings. Here's just a, a clip from one of those narrations as you walk through uh, the exhibit. Here, a brave boy scout rescues a little girl from a flood. This image, called The Scout is Helpful, appeared in the 1941 Boy Scout calendar. It illustrates the ideal of helpfulness, one of the 12 values of the scout law, and was inspired by real events in the great New England hurricane of 1938. I'm embarrassed to say that I, I probably couldn't get the 12 uh, uh, virtues uh, in order. M- maybe if someone uh, got me started with the first two, I'd be all right. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, helpful, the one there. Uh, very cool. Let, let's go Let's go to the phones now. Let's start our, our chat here uh, again with the gentleman I mentioned, Alan Endicott, again, scouting executive with the Crossroads of the West Council. Mr. Endicott, welcome to the program. How are you? 
I'm great, Lee. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I'm grateful to you for. Well, first off, you, you were listening to the program. You heard the conversation we were hearing or we were having, and uh, you reached out and said, uh, "Hey, you, you want me to call in?" And of course, absolutely. If uh, anyone knows about scouting in these parts, uh, it, it is you. So let me ask you, frankly and straight up, uh, well, what's the state of scouting here in Utah right now? You know, uh, scouting is uh, alive and well in the in our council inside of the state of Utah. Uh, last year, through this whole pandemic, we grew 18.5% uh, from the formation of the new council till the end of the year. 18.5%? Uh, 18.5%. Oh, my gosh. Uh, to, to what do you attribute that? I, I think there's lots of things. One, I think uh, there are people who wanted to continue and be involved in scouting when we had a large partner who uh, chose to change. We've got people moving in who were involved in scouting, who are moving to the state and want to have their children be involved. And and then we've got people that uh, didn't always know that scouting was here for some reason. And uh, and so they're uh, reaching out to us about having their children be involved in the program. Uh, the, the doors were open to girls not all that long ago. And uh, um, talk to me about that. How is that uh, experience been for those girls and for the organization overall as that uh, has come into practice. Absolutely. And by the way, we look forward to uh, your daughter Piper being able to be a Cub Scout when she okay. gets a little bit older. Okay. Uh, what's the age? Girls are How... doing well in the program. What's the, what's the Cub Scout age for, for young girls? When, when can I look forward to signing her up? Well, today you could have her come in as a lion at about age five, kindergarten. Five? Okay. All right. Um, yeah, Don't we can bring her in and help her to help her to be involved. Uh, girls are doing well in the program. Uh, we uh, had the opportunity to be celebrated at a, a national level event uh, called Be the Change, where we were the introductory council at Camp Tracy. They came and filled one of our uh, new young female Eagle Scouts uh, doing the introduction to the program, and she had a beautiful bald eagle uh, just behind her oh wow uh, it was it was just an amazing event i'm going to a court of honor for a uh, new eagle female eagle scout i believe it's next weekend i was invited and uh you know what uh girls and boys can be involved in the program it's a great thing for families and and, and it's going well outstanding well consider me a cheerleader i am on board uh, if uh if I can, you know, help steer folks into that towards that great organization, uh, give me a website. You have a website folks can learn about, uh, sign on up or learn more. Absolutely, I can give you two. One is the council website, utahscouts.org, um, and there's lots of information there. And then, if you want to just uh, know where you can sign your youth up to be involved in scouting, you can go to beascout.org, right. uh, and there you just put in your zip code and. You'll find out out about units that are in your area. Outstanding. Alan Endicott, scouting executive with the Crossroads of the West Council. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for the conversation. And thanks for the invitation to Little Piper. And congratulations uh, on that upcoming Court of Honor. Thank you, sir. You have a great day, and uh, we appreciate uh, your support of scouting. 100%. Uh, thanks again. Uh, I have been reminded by uh, producer Amy and some kind texters that a scout is trustworthy, loyal, Helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, 
and reverent. All 12. I got them. I, I mean, I read them, sure. Uh, but they're back in there somewhere. Uh, the words felt familiar as I spoke them. Uh, listen, thank you so much for participating in today's program. Just a few minutes left before we say goodbye. And uh, there's something that I, I missed earlier in the program when we were talking about the national anthem. Today uh, is the anniversary of the passage of the law that created the national anthem and designated it the Star Spangled Banner. Uh, On that day, there was a fascinating article published in the Salt Lake Telegram. I want to read that to you. Uh, It says, One of the last acts of the 71st Congress was to make the Star Spangled Banner our official anthem. Perhaps it was the tune congressmen wished the nation to remember them by. At any rate, their action in thus creating a national anthem by law invites objections. In the hearings on the bill made before the House Judiciary Committee, two sopranos were specially brought in to show the committee that the anthem could be sung. The conclusion of the committee apparently was that if two sopranos could sing it, everybody can. (laughs) But, as everybody knows, the tune is not all that easy to sing. Musicians call it awkward. It makes stirring band music. But for popular singing, it is extremely difficult. It seems that those who advocated America and the Battle Hymn of the Republic as substitutes had a logical case. Both these songs are singable and patriotic. Uh, Fascinating. I I didn't realize that the Battle Hymn of the Republic was in the running. That would have been interesting. That's a great song. Uh, That's going to do it for today's episode of Live Mike. Looking forward to joining with you again tomorrow at 1230. Right now, though, time to step aside and make way for the great Jeff Kaplan next up here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.